In episode 41, we chat with Mariano, who is part of the global recruitment marketing team at IBM and based in Buenos Aires, Argentina. A few weeks ago, I saw one of Mariano's articles on LinkedIn. It was titled, Most Emails and Newsletters for Candidates Suck. So his article then went on to tell the story of how they've got their content right for their candidates at IBM. So I just had to get him onto the podcast. We talk about how they create news- newsletters for candidates that go far beyond just advertising their job opportunities. And we talk about what it really means to think about the audience and how having a journalistic approach to content changes everything. And what kind of environment encourages his team to do new things. Mariana has plenty of advice to share. So let's get on with the chat. Hello, Chris. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, good. Thanks. Good. Thanks. I'm, I'm, um, I'm in here from from London, and you are what? What part of the world are you you chatting from? Uh, I'm in Buenos Aires, Argentina. <laughs> good stuff. And you mentioned you're um, you're going back into the office for the first time in a, in a while. Yes, actually, today after we finish the this conversation, it will be uh, I have to do some business in downtown, and I will be heading to the IBM office after. Probably two years. <laughs> wow. Well, good. Good luck with that commute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll probably get back into the swing of it quite easily. Um, sadly, but yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks. Thanks for taking the time out um, today. No, no, you're busy. But um, really, why I wanted to have the conversation is because I saw a, a, well, a few weeks ago on LinkedIn you posted um, an article called "Finally, a good talent marketing newsletter." And I love the opening mm-hmm. sentence, which were most emails and newsletters for candidates suck. So, so I thought I had to get in contact with you to, to talk about that. Um, so should we just start off by just a bit of an intro about you know, yourself, you know, what, you, what your role is and, um, and a bit about your, your history? What got you here? Sure, absolutely. So, well, as I told before, I'm, 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 I work at IBM. So uh, it's been almost 14 years here at the company. So I've done a lot of stuff, of course. Fun, fun stuff is that my first role uh, at IBM was a, a system administrator. So I have a technical started to move towards a, another area. And I've been working in talent. Now I'm part of the global talent marketing team at IBM, and I've been working in telemarketing for, let's say, about eight years or so. Um, uh, so, so yeah, that's uh, it's been a fun and long run uh, uh, here at, at IBM, So, uh, and we have a great team. Uh, but, yeah, that's pretty much uh, my, uh, my background. Uh, I studied social communications as well, but I'm a self-taught taught, uh, technologist, so uh, I also have some, some technical background as well. Nice. Well, always good to have that in your locker. That's for sure. Um, yeah. And um, so, and with with IBM, there's we we chatted about this like um, uh, last week. Um, mm-hmm. Is that you face that challenge, don't you? Because 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 you're not consumer facing, um, there is a challenge there about about really getting across what what IBM does. Um, so, t- tell us a bit a bit about the, the challenges you face. Yeah, from what you just mentioned, which is about the visibility, uh, you know, of what we do in our work at IBM, that's spot on. I mean, IBM is 
it's a P2P company, like most, like many uh, tech companies, and we don't have a, a client-facing product, and we don't IBM as a, as a whole, they don't do a lot of advertising in general. Um, so that's where uh, we we work together with marketing because if we want to convey a really good message from the employer employer uh, branding perspective, it needs to work both ways, not just the employer branding aspect, but the brand as a whole uh, as IBM. And yeah, the cool thing is working in marketing, especially talent marketing is most of the marketing efforts from IBM are B2B, uh, but us mm -hmm. as talent attraction, we are B2C. I mean, we are talking to a completely different audience. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's, um, that's what I've seen that over the years, you know, similar challenges have you got, you know, FMCG companies where their products, mm -hmm. you know, are definitely known, but no one knows about them. You know, there's, there's, there's definitely a big challenge there, but I, I know from kind of previous, you know, roles and over the years of my career that, you know, IBM do some fantastic, mm -hmm. fantastic stuff though. So absolutely the, the people you yeah, join, yeah. Uh, join IBM are, are doing some really exciting things. Yeah. And, and also again, this whole thing about what is the presence of IBM in general, if you talk about, you know, Apple, let's say, for example, people have touched and experienced Apple in their personal lives, either by buying a MacBook or, you know, getting an iPhone, that sort of thing. In the case of IBM, we do some really awesome stuff. The problem is getting that message around. True, and it's it's actually probably it's around people more than they know. They just don't they just don't know it. It impacts their lives in in ways they just don't, don't understand. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but also, so yeah, let's yeah. um, go, yep. go ahead. No, no, go on. No, carry on, please. please. Uh, okay, I, I was just going to say that what you just what you mentioned about being about the people—that's precisely it. Because, I mean, how many years does IBM have? More than one hundred and ten. And we've done so much, IBM has reinvented itself in so many, in so many ways, but what keeps, you know, the cohesive, uh, element there is the IBMer because the company started doing, you know, uh, selling meat slicers as for, you know, and, and scales. Yeah. And then, and then they went to tabulating kind you know, uh, machines and, and the mainframe and then the computer. And uh, but we, what remains the same for our clients and for everyone else is the IBM, right? The employee. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we could have a we could have a whole episode talking about um, you know oh, the yeah. kind of things IBM do. But <laughs> I think in the actually, it's interesting. You, you know, you're talking about see the looking at IBM's history and how IBM started out is very different to now, and that obviously is <laughs> yeah. about evolution you know and changing adapting approaches so that actually kind of i think touches very nicely on 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 what you posted on linkedin your linkedin article which is mm -hmm. is about looking at doing things in a in a different way so so yeah let's let's just go go back to that. i'm gonna kind of yeah the opening sentence of your article you know was most emails and new list, newsletters for candidates suck um, I'll post a link to the um, article in the episode description, but tell us a bit about why why you why you posted that that article. Yeah, well, this has been an effort 
we've been working on email communications and email marketing for a while now, and we are still kind of on, on bed test. You know, we're still trying stuff. But uh, when while doing my research and doing, you know, uh, with other companies and in general how email communications work with candidates, I've, I, I saw that every single email, every single email communication with the candidates are, e are either either done uh, by the ATS, you know, automatically, those type of emails yeah. like, thank you for applying or telling you the status of your application. And then also in many companies, including us, you can sign up for job alerts, right? So uh, an automatic email that says, okay, you're interested in software engineering jobs. Here's a bunch of them. That's automatic, okay? And we can expect that. But when when talk when trying to email our our candidates and our potentially you know future IBMers, uh, every time that I saw some kind of communications going from the talent acquisition team to the candidates, it was like a, again the same thing like a bunch of of of, of jobs for them to apply uh, and saying hey we are hiring here we are hiring there click here to apply. Mm -hmm. That's basically the, the call to action that I see that I saw in most of them. Design wise, that's a separate issue <laughs> matter as well because they were not very appealing. They looked, you know, like very beige, if you want to call it that way. Um, so that's what I saw, and we started to test some stuff on with emails, and we came up with this newsletter. Right, as you know, the newsletter communications uh, they have boomed. Uh, uh, during the pandemic as well, uh, due to a bunch of reasons, right? Social media oversaturation and people are going back to their safe places, safe spaces, which is the email inbox, right? So a lot of, you know, newsletters are a thing again, <laughs> you know? Um, but I, I started to think like, let's suppose that I am a candidate. I put myself in the shoes of a candidate. So let's go back to my First job at IBM, I am a system administrator, I am your database, what I would like to know about you, you know? And I I am expecting, am I expecting to for you to send me a list of jobs? Probably not. So we decided to attack it from uh, a more strategic point of view, which is people know how to apply for a job and if they are interested, they will, in fact, we have we are flooding in job applications. The problem is, are they interested at IBM? Are they interested enough for them to self-initiate an and job application process? That's what we are trying to do with these newsletters. So the newsletters that I send are cool things, you know, that IBM does that we usually don't communicate, and something to tell people, hey, are you here's some cool research from our, our IBM. IBM is uh, our scientist, or he's a bunch of code from our developer team. Uh, are you interested in that? And also, of course, giving something back, like useful information. Um, so that's the main idea behind it. You know, uh, get you interested, show you something cool, and if you apply by yourself, that will be a much more valuable application than me just pushing jobs that probably you're not interested in, you know? It's definitely, I think, yeah, it's that, that thing about, I think often from conversations I've had and what I've seen just like over the years is that 
organizations and teams can feel that once they've got someone to sign up, that's it. Kind of the job is is nearly done. But actually, that competition in the feed of someone's inbox is is mm. very competitive. So actually, creating the kind of content you're talking about is really important. I really liked the um, the part of your the, the LinkedIn article where you said, "Let's look at scene one. Meet the protagonist. The future IBM slash candidate has joined our talent network, aka database. He she doesn't mm. know much about IBM and probably receives many automated or I like you in this term." or low res emails from other companies <laughs> asking him or her to apply to a bunch of jobs they, that might not be so relevant. These are, e are emails from recruitment teams talking about recruitment, boring. He, start, he or she starts to delete these emails without reading after a while. And they still don't know what IBMers do. I, re I really like that. And as I said, I'll put a link in into this article in the episode description. But I think, I think that's absolutely, absolutely spot on. And that's that for me is is ultimately what you're saying is ultimately content marketing. It's really about understanding. I talk about usefulness a lot, but that kind of useful content, you know, that's going to mm -hmm. help people, you know, maybe be that much better in what they're doing. Um, and then if you give them that content over time, then they're going to they're going to show more interest in a you know affinity with 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 IBM. I liked your um, looking at examples of one of your newsletters is that you had what is it so. Um, blog deep dive, how to design for emotional delight, technically speaking, and then climate change, our AI helps separate carbon dioxide from um, flu, fuel glasses, I can't quite read it, it's a bit blurred. <laughs> um, and then cloud conference, it's coming soon, don't miss, it's open and it's free. You know, it's that kind of thing is like, you know, I've read that and that's the first 20, 30% of the, the newsletter. And there's no mention of jobs, you know, which, is, no, which uh, is fantastic. Yeah, and these are not targeted newsletters. For, so the examples that I put there are not, you know, newsletters to a specific audience, like the only designers or only developers. These are just global newsletters. Mm -hmm. And the whole point, and I try to mix it up, the content. You know, I basically, again, this is the, the main change is I put myself in the shoes of a candidate technical candidate and, and I ask myself what I would like to read on, you know, what is, what will help me, you know, to get, to have a better day. And the problem with jobs is we are, we, we think that they might be interested, but we are always asking the candidate, you know, apply for a job, here's the CV, you know, we are in the recruitment teams who are always, you know, running against the clock to get X amount of applications to get X amount of hires. And we get, I know it because I saw it. We, we go crazy and he'll say, oh, I will not make the deadline. I need a lot of applications. I don't care how, but I just need applications. I don't care if it hurts the candidate. I just want to get my job done. Yeah. That is the safety you know, in numbers. <laughs> exactly. So, so that is the problem, you know, instead of, thinking long, long term and having applications every single day, we just go against the demand. And I think that's, uh, that's why if we put this content out from a recruitment, only recruitment perspective as a recruiters, we will fail because we are not uh, interested in, uh, we're not putting, you know, the content on the candidate's perspective. So what we will send is just going, it's going, to, it's going to hurt, and that's a problem. When you have like a brand experience, 
you either have a positive brand experience or a negative brand experience. Endeavor goes neutral. So if you're starting getting crap emails from X company, at second or third email that is not interesting, you will either unsubscribe or flag it as spam or whatever, you know? So that's why we try that every email, it's helpful for the candidate, give something back. He, hey, here's a, you know a course, here's a code repo with some stuff for you to try. Here's something that will, that you can learn from. And how many, um, how many, how many of these star newsletters have you have you been have you been sending out? Uh, on these ones specifically, I send them every month, once a month. That's okay, it. Yeah. I don't need to send them every week. I don't need to send them every day. Yeah. We are very respectful on their inbox. You know, we uh, we don't want to get in the way. We don't want to go to the spam folder. So. Uh, we try, I'm not bombarding people with emails and it, this is just a pure, uh, you know, contact nurturing strategy, if you want to call it that way, right? That's what it is. Yeah. And, um, and how have you gone about doing it? I mean, if you said, you know, really putting your, yourselves in the shoes of the, the people receiving these new, newsletters and, and respecting, respecting their time, um, but what have you, what have you, how do you go about creating newsletters like this if, if someone else is, is, is thinking about, you know, doing it? So on your LinkedIn post, you're saying, number of people saying, that's, you know, that's what I've been talking about for ages. You know, how, how do we turn that mm -hmm. talk into, into action? Well, first, I did a lot of research. So I, th yeah. that's part of the jobs. You, you go to other companies and you apply for a job and see, and you kind of test, yeah. okay, what is the candidate journey here in? X company, and I will see what kind of emails I'm getting from that company. Um, so th th that's on testing what our competitors are doing right now in terms of, you know, let's, for this, the purpose of this specific case, newsletters or email nurturing. Then uh, what I, I focus on the audience. So most of our audience, most of the people that we are trying to reach out are technical people, you know, either for software engineering jobs, developers, cloud, that's our main, even if IBM hires, you know, every talent and every domain conceivable, most of our hirings is always technical. So I went and I subscribed to technical newsletters, like for the Google developer newsletter and a bunch of communities. And I saw what kind of content, you know, uh, they, they put on, and I also contacted colleagues and friends of mine. Like, hey, what's a do? You, are you subscribed to a really cool newsletter? Can you send me an example? And I started with first with that that research again, not from a recruitment marketing perspective, but from the content. So I get the content mostly from, you know, I have a background in journalism, so I have like all my, you know, Twitter lists and RSS feeds and. Yeah, anything sure, that's yeah. during the month can be. so what I do is during the month I start gathering the content and, and you know just flagging it and the last week I start prioritizing it and say okay let's choose the top six or seven pieces of content and let's try to mix them up I will not make a newsletter that talks all about coding and, and software engineering so um, uh, that's that's the rationale the rationale sorry uh, is there ever and again 
every single newsletter is different every month because things happened. So I will not send you the same, the same content uh, every month. Uh, it's a letter has to be relevant to what happened. Let's say I'm putting together the November newsletter. Okay, what happened in October? Okay, mm -hmm. it has to be newsworthy. It has to be interesting, it has to be helpful, you know? And if it's neither of those things, it doesn't get included. What you say about you, your journalism background, that's, yeah, absolutely. I think that's the thing. I, I, think, I think the more organizations in this space can be, can be journalistic, you know, the better. Because yes. there's that curiosity, there's that really kind of not finding the story. And that's not necessarily, that's not true journalism as in kind of sometimes people think of journalism being, oh, well, they're just trying to find the headline, you know, but it's not, it's about, it's about being that mm. curious person and really kind yeah. of finding out what your readership would be interested in and then finding the stories and the opinion and advice that will help, will help them. So I think it's fascinating. You have that journalistic background. It's, it doesn't <laughs> surprise me that you're doing this. <laughs> you're doing what you're doing with this, you know, newsletter and saying these things because you have that journal journalistic black background and with that background plus also the kind of the knowledge of of the audience that you're you know wanting mm -hmm. to engage with is um yeah is, is a great is a great combination um did you have to in terms of like buy-in internal buy-in i mean you know if you're saying to you know people okay well stakeholders well i want to do a newsletter what's going to be in it and you say what's going to be in it and they go where are the jobs you know, is, I don't know, is there, how is the whole buy-in process um, for, for you to rolling out these regular, this regular content series? That's a good question. So for example, uh, we've been thinking about this with my, my manager, with Nick. Uh, so uh, yeah. we at IBM, we have a talent market, a very good and solid talent marketing team, global talent marketing team. And we kind of owned this initiative. So we didn't, we didn't ask anyone, we just did it, you know, that, that's it. Yeah, nice. And we knew that the first couple of times, uh, it was going to be something like, okay, will this work or not? We didn't know, we just did it, right, uh, yeah. at first. Yeah. Nice. So we, we tried a couple of iterations of the, of the same newsletter and through, you know, across a couple of months. Then when they became so successful, you know, uh, a lot of people wanted to pitch in and hey, I want my. Can you put this piece of content on my newsletter? You know, I want, I want there too. <laughs> um, mm. That's where usually we there's some back and forth with you know it, it can be either the talent acquisition team and and, and or, or any other team because we decide at the end of the day what's the content. Uh, that's going to be in there. If and if someone says, "Hey, Mariano, can you share this, you know, piece of content because we are hiring and and here's a list of jobs," I will say no. Uh, and the good thing is, since Nick, uh, we we own the criteria, you know, and we own the crafting of this newsletter, uh, we can decide, you know, uh, and not hurt the content. So it, it's not 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 getting buying we always had it the cool thing is we have uh we have the liberty to try things out and if it doesn't work fine yeah. let's move to the next thing uh but you know the old phrase uh, what was i think the translation it's better to ask for forgiveness 
rather than permission. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, than permission, something absolutely, like that. yeah. <laughs> something like absolutely. that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. In terms of buy-in, uh, think, um, we just got the the environment where we could, were able to do it, and, and, and that's it. We just went mm. and did it. I think that's a key thing, isn't it? I think for me, definitely, is, is, is just doing it. I think sometimes there can be yes. too much too much procrastination of going, it needs to be perfect, but actually it's actually good to look back at content that has been created and see mm -hmm. improvement because otherwise you're just kicking it around a sandbox to use a, <laughs> to use a technical term, but kicking it around the sandbox, you know, and, and it not being out in the wild and ultimately put it out in the wild. Um, that's when you really know if something works and, and it means you just get on and do it. Um, and I think that kind of mindset is, 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 is fantastic because otherwise, well, if you took that mindset, if more organizations took that mindset and they had the confidence to do that, then, then I think there'll be you know, a lot more different things being done, a lot more innovation being done in this, in this space. And especially, I think we're kind of riding the wave here because email market, if you look at the metrics and the results, I, this, is going, this is going to be a bold statement, but I think that in terms of ROI and you know, clicks and the whole thing, Email marketing works better than social media, at least these days on in, in this context. Uh, so, um, so, 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 uh, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. well, it's part of a, a larger context, right? So during the pandemic, there has yeah, been a, an overload of digital channels and social media exploded and people are just burned out and their safe space, that your safe space is the email inbox when you don't let and you only let a specific amount of people uh, to come in. And, and what we need to understand is if we ask candidates to leave us their CV and their data in, and join our database, you know, uh, they are doing that for a reason and they expect something from us. You know, they, they are just waiting for anyone to stuff like the email newsletter because uh, I'll contrary from, uh, you know, the spam that you might get or, you know, registering to an event and the whole thing about data security and data privacy. In this case, for talent acquisition, there will gladly, you know, I will gladly put my CV and my information and all the information that I have on your database so that eventually you can reach out to me and you can see who I am and what job might be best for me. Uh, so it's not just that we need to do it, they're kind of waiting for it. <laughs> exactly, yeah, absolutely, they, they are. But yeah, they're, they're, they're waiting to be, well, actually I, I talk about this on some previous episodes, this thing about um, kind of audiences aren't actually found, they're created. As it's always talk about audience, you know, in briefs for campaigns, you know, the audience, the mm -hmm. audience, but actually that assumes that they're ready and waiting, you know, but actually in this instance, you've done the work to earn that attention, to give them enough trust so they can give you your data. And mm -hmm. so once they've done that, then yeah, there, I think there is that expectation that they're happy to see something um, from you. And if you return the favor, of that attention and data with the content you're creating then fantastic and that actually on your article you talk about kind of success rates you know like 
click-through rates of four to five percent, you know, and open rates of forty to fifty percent. You're right, yeah. That those kind of stats, you know, in terms of click-through rates, you know, you, you don't you don't see that on on social, but that's that's because we're looking at another another part yes. of I suppose that marketing mix or whatever you want to call it is um is that you could have content that goes onto social you know that's then going to lead to someone you know signing up but um but um but yeah it's it's is is there anything else in terms of like six kind of success you found with with the newsletter as you mentioned about kind of people coming to you internally going wow that's fantastic and they wanted to be part of it so i'd see that <laughs> as being a, a success as well yeah indeed and uh it's, it's not just the, the data but it's also the 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 the, the feedback that we get, you know, that many, mm. uh, many people, uh, I'll give an example. So here at, at uh, in Argentina, I, I, I'm part of, you know, I help, you know, coordinating an, uh, an IT community. It's called CIS Army. So I help, you know, with that IT community. And, and we were on the Discord server chatting and one of the guys says, hey, did anyone get that IBM newsletter this month? And I'll say, I said, yeah, dude, that, that's me. I, I wrote this. And he told me, this is oh, brilliant. This yeah. is really, this is really good. Uh, for example, I didn't know that IBM yeah. had free courses uh, on, you know, on Python and, and I, can I take them? And then, yeah, sure. You know, go nuts. And they're learning new things about what we do. And it's, it's also, again, first they have to open the email. So that's the first thing they are interested at IBM and then you have to not waste their time and give them something useful because that will impact on your next email. If you keep receiving mm. happy emails, eventually you'll start, you, you will stop opening them up or you will eventually unsubscribe and flag them as spam. But if the first email that I send you is kind of cool, second one, you know, maintains that quality level then we expect for the numbers to, you know, to at least maintain or keep growing because yeah. uh, that base, you know, that trust, that, that reader's trust, as we call it in journalism, right? You know, that, that is set. So yeah. when yeah. you expect to get yeah. something good from us. I like what you said earlier on, actually, um, about if someone comes to you and go, all right, I've got, all these vacancies can we put it in the newsletter and you go no that's that nope. going back to the journalistic side of things that, that's kind of that editorial integrity which is you know which is fantastic it's like you know it's this is what it's for we we know what the newsletter is for it needs to do this this and this and if if we're getting requests for content that is not doing what we we want it to do then we don't we don't do it that's, mm -hmm. yeah, that's well, it, um, it might be very well. So let's say, for example, event. So uh, for this type of email, you might get other type of emails. Let's say I will I will send a newsletter to designers talking only about our design team and with content about the work that we are doing. And maybe there can be a segue or something specific related to jobs. But again, that's a different email. That's a different objective. A different call to action yeah. you know so uh I, I always try to think okay okay what is the objective of this email is it is this about getting hires or applications no that's secondary yeah. uh, the main objective here is to have a conversation with the candidates that's it and they apply and, and we get them hired you know 
Great. What's your um, what's your what's your favourite bit of what, when you think about the content that you've been doing in the newsletters over over you know the past you know few months? What, what's the content that puts the biggest smile on your face? Ah, oh, it varies every month. But to be honest, I yeah. think that the the, the the common ground here it's IBM research stuff. Those guys are doing some amazing amazing yeah. work, and it it's it is actually also one of our best performing types of content so uh yeah i i'm a geek as well so i enjoy you know everything that is going to be technology related and more technical related but you know uh <clears throat> for example uh, the ibm research joined the design team i think and they published an article uh you know about racial bias uh, uh when i think it was a it was about housing in the u.s Okay. Again, every, whatever the IBM research team does, I'm a fan. I'm hooked. So that, that's the, 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 the type of content that I love. And if you talk about something very, very, very specific, like one piece of content, uh, there's a video on YouTube. I think it's about three years old from IBM Cloud, and it's called Meet Mumbo. Momo is a guy in the U.S., and they did this video about him working in IBM Cloud. He's like a you know, a biker, he has his Harley Davidson there and goes to the office. Uh, that video, if you just Google, if you search in, on I, on YouTube, IBM Mombo, oh, that's my favorite video ever. <laughs> I'll, to, I'll put that in the um, episode description. Definitely. <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> so, okay, so, so, you know, it feels like I'd like to end with kind of a, you know, a few kind of takeaways, of course, you know, I think, you know, if, if someone's having that next meeting where this kind of conversation is relevant, we've talked about what could they, what do they need to do to be able to do what you're you know, doing or do more of what you're doing? And I think you mentioned a particular thing about, about um, just doing it and knowing actually yeah. it's something that you need to put it out there to test it doesn't have to be perfect obviously there's got to be quality about it but mm -hmm. you know don't don't uh, don't feel you have to research it to the nth degree research is important but just get it out there um yeah. and also kind of having that focus on in particular pieces of you know, content that you're putting out there what is the purpose of it is there any, any other things that you think people need to be you know if they're talking in their meeting and going okay well let's do something you know what other things should they be thinking about to tick those boxes to get to get it done I will say the most important thing is avoid your own bias. If let's say if you are a, a recruiter or you work in the talent uh, talent acquisition team and you want to do something like this, first of all, get rid of all your bias. The most common type of error when putting, let's say we are including content in some newsletter is that, are they really interested in this? We think that, yeah, I am interested in this, so they must be interested in it as well. That's not necessarily the yeah. case, you know? So get rid of that. And even if you need to have a, like a quick conversation with, let's say a developer in your company, hey, what do you think about this? Is this interesting or what type of thing will help you out? And that's the route that you go, you know? If we are talking, again, this is something specific. If you're talking about purely a nurturing newsletter, the, the email to just keep the audiences warm, that's it. So in that case, 
yeah, make sure that the content you put out there has some value for the candidates and not you. Because if you fail there, then every if if that gets sustained, you know, every newsletter, if your your first newsletter is not interesting and the second one is not, I will not even open the third. But that's fine. You know, at least get started. If they are interested interested in you, they will open the email and will open up the next one. Uh, but yeah, so for example, I know how to put up a great newsletter for technical people because I have that background and experience. But if you ask me, let's put up a, a newsletter for designers you and UX researchers, I have no idea, mate. <laughs> I have to go and ask someone from design, okay, what will look good email? Uh, are you subscribed to any design newsletters? Can you show me an example? And let's see and let's go from there. But it doesn't have to be like a hundred, like a one month, three month length research. Just subscribe to a couple of newsletters, see yeah. what's out there, and, and, and try it. Exactly. Yeah, and that's yeah. I think that's a part of the kind of technical mindset, isn't it? As well, the thing of trying something. If you're like a developer, for example, you're actually working on something, you can see the change on screen straight away. You know, you're mm. trying something, it doesn't work. You try something else, it doesn't work. You try something else, you know, it works. Right? It's that kind of mm -hmm. you know, hacking in the positive sense, hacking mentality, which I think is, um, that's what it feels like when you're, when, you're, when you're talking about that thing about, you know, just, just doing it, just getting something. Done. Yeah, yeah. And we try things that didn't work, actually, that, get re that got really bad results. And we learn from that. For example, uh, I don't know, YouTube, you know, do some newsletter about YouTube videos and our YouTube channel that didn't work that well. I mean, there was some love, of course, but it didn't perform as bad as well. Um, I think that, uh, and again, it's just about trying. Uh, we, uh, you need to learn why it didn't work. Okay, why, maybe because the, let's say YouTube, why, why this didn't work? Oh, maybe because Opening YouTube e videos from an email is not the best experience for the user, depending on the email client they're using and whether if it shoots the app or the browser to open them. So there's a bunch of things going on, you know. Uh, so maybe that was one of the reasons, maybe because the content was not that good, but we learned from that. And again, not everything will work and that's fine, but uh, I need at least need to fail. Yeah, I think, um... Last thing I'd I'd add, I suppose, is from what you're saying is, is that yeah, it's not every single bit of content you do has to have everything in it. You know, it's uh, it's as much as you know. I've seen it over the years where you know there's an eagerness to go. Well, okay, well, where's the message? Where you know, if we're in the job of of hiring people, where's where's that message? It needs to be screaming that. I think it's. Mm -hmm. I think that's that appreciation that this, you know. One piece of content doesn't do everything and it shouldn't do everything. So we know that if we're adding in multiple messages to a piece of content, then the recall of that message, you know, decreases. So I, yeah, I think, I think that's really important to go. Let's understand how, how it works amongst everything else as well, because there are times when people want to, you know, know about jobs and you'll find the time to do that, but not trying to cram jobs into all the other things you're doing because then it just becomes too big and the messaging gets 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 blurred and people won't won't open that email. 
Yes, and again, it's about respecting the timing of the candidate. So yeah. whenever they're ready, they will apply. You know, uh, they, yeah. they're smart. They, they can go to your recruitment site, your talent career site, and further jobs and, and apply. But when they do that, it's much more valuable because those are people that are really interested in that job in your company. So it's quality over quantity of applications. You know, do you want a hundred, a hundred applications just because you push jobs and people will just randomly put, randomly apply just in case? It's you know like throwing a dart and uh, let's see if this was, this one sticks. Do you want that type <laughs> yeah, of yeah. that type of person or do you want the one that is really interested in the job and and, and the company? Um, I'll I'll take the second one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, that, I mean, we we could have a whole separate conversation about a number of things you talked about, but I think yeah, oh. this has been fantastic. Thanks, thanks very much for your for your time. And um, say I'll drop a link into the LinkedIn article you did uh, um, mm -hmm. in the episode description, um, and also I'll, I'll get that YouTube video you talked about and put that in there as well, so people can have a look at your favorite one of your favorite bits of content. And yes. um, yeah, have a good Friday. Good luck with that. Um, good luck with your first commute into the office for two two years it sounds surreal saying it doesn't it it's been that long but yeah good good luck people to you, there's going to be people i'm excited <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, have, have a good rest of the day and enjoy your weekend when you get there thank you thanks for the invitation chris thanks for listening and if you enjoyed what you heard then please feel free to subscribe and it would be awesome if you could leave a review as well. It really does help.